Hello, 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 our feminist fairy tale fanatics and friends. I am Wanda Swan. I am Shannon Palma. And you are listening to Once Upon a Patriarch. No lie, I can't lie to y'all. We have already spent quite a bit of time um, just chatting, just chatting with our guest today, and the brilliant, the wonderful, continue, amazing, continue. I'm going to do the applause. Yeah, I like that. The woman who saved my butt, oh, professionally That's many years ago, and made my life so much easier mm. and better and happier. Mm. Memories. <laughs> <laughs> Ms. Tiffany Del Valle. Hello, hello. <laughs> Thank you Listen for my applause. Oof. I hope y'all are out there applausing too. They are. Yeah. Yeah. Applauding, yeah. if you will. So, Tiffany Del Valle is currently the director of diversity programs at Agnes Scott College. In her role, Tiffany works with the diversity team members and other members of the Agnes Scott community to conceptualize, plan, and coordinate diversity initiatives and programming, including training sessions, dialogue series, guest speakers, and community programs designed to raise awareness around cultural and social justice issues. In her graduate program at the University of Georgia, Tiffany studied learning, leadership, and organizational development, and her capstone explored the role of cultural centers within universities. Tiffany is passionate and committed to creating inclusive and socially just environments through education. In her spare time, you can find Tiffany with her nose in a book, writing short stories, or smashing the patriarchy. <laughs> and many years ago, Tiffany and I worked together. And more recently, Tiffany and I worked together. So it's a big love fest. <laughs> it is. It's a big reunion. Yes. Excellent. I too can work with you one day. <laughs> Y'all wish. Yes, uh-huh. I'm so happy to be lucky. here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're excited. excited. Yes. We're so excited to have you. I'm excited, especially we're... talking about fairy tales. Yes. Cinderella, to be exact. Cinderella. Right? So today is the day that we talk about a lot of people's favorite fairy tale. Y'all know <laughs> now. By now, y'all know that I'm looking at all of the fairy tales with a little side eye. But mm-hmm. I do understand mm-hmm. that. You know, Cinderella is considered to be one of the classics. It's certainly it one that gets invoked. Yeah. Often. Constantly. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 Often. Very popular. And so uh, that is what we're tackling today. And Tiffany is here to take this journey with us today. And I'm excited. Y'all, she got notes. I got um, notes. And <laughs> she's circling stuff. <laughs> Which is very Tiffany and is one of the many reasons why working with her is like a joy. Yes. <laughs> and so we're going to do this like we usually do. By now, you guys should know our format. We will always start with a, um, a little bit of history here with our fairy tale historian, Shannon Palma, who is going to let us know about the origins of Cinderella and how we got to what Disney created. Um, what year was the animation? Uh, that was 1950. Awesome. Oh, forever ago. I know. Gosh. All right. So you are going to tell us how we got to 1950. Well, this one's a really interesting one in terms of what they did not do. Are you going to make me cry? Uh, I'm going to make you real uncomfortable. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. I love your honesty. Let's go. Yeah. All right. So, um... There's a ton of Cinderella stories, and the Folktale Index divides the the Cinderella tales into two distinct branches, and they both come together around the ball and that kind of part of the story, but the beginnings of each of them are really different. In the Cinderella version, the kind of classic fairy tale, a girl is persecuted by her stepmother. And that kind of leads to everything. However, in the catskin versions, the girl flees her home because her father desires to marry her. 
Oh, yeah. So in those versions, oh, wow, already uncomfortable. Yeah, it's pretty uncomfortable. Oh goodness. Yeah, that variant basically she gets, and in most in both the the Grim and the Pro version, which we'll talk about in a minute, because those are the Pro is the closest to the Disney one. Mm-hmm. The ball lasts multiple nights. It's not one night. <laughs> right? <laughs> At, with the catskin version, she basically, she's trying to put off her father, trying to marry her. So she tells him she has to have a beautiful gown that's suitable for the wedding and a beautiful gown that's suitable for another event. And, you know, she basically gets him to do three gowns before she can't put them off anymore. And then <sighs> she flees. And this is a legit father figure, like that is. This like, is her father, the king. Ooh. So she, in those That's versions, awkward. she's a princess. Oh. But her father wants to marry her, and she flees with the dresses to a faraway kingdom, and then like works in the as a servant, basically. But then the the king of that kingdom throws a ball, and then from there the story kind of proceeds apace. Oh wow! But the dresses that she wears in that version are tied to this pretty horrific mm-hmm. story and and in that version she's catskin not cinderella because she dresses in well wait what i don't know that it's catskins the version that i what? i think donkey skin is usually the version that you as her clothing? like that's another she wears skins mm. Why? poverty mm. and extreme trauma i have poverty written yeah <laughs> <laughs> So that's just to kind of give you, like, there's a couple different ways you can go with Cinderella. And at the earliest branching of the fork, they went with the version you would expect would be a little bit more bendable mm. for, right. for kids, right? You can trace variants of the Cinderella story back as far as 850 A.D. Wow. Or wow. 850 C.E., I guess, if you want to say common era. Mm-hmm. It's a Chinese tale known as Ye Xian. There's also variants in Indian and Arab lore. But the most common versions for our kind of Western narrative would be the Grimm's Ashen Poodle and Prose Cinderella or the Little Glass Slipper. In both versions, the heroine's widowed father marries a woman with two daughters of her own. In the Grimm version, the stepsisters dress the heroine in ugly clothes, force her to work as their kitchen maid, and she gets so dirty that people start calling her Cinderella. Mm -hmm. She plants a hazel branch on her mother's grave and weeps there so often that the branch grows into a tree and a white bird sits in it and grants her wishes. So there's no fairy godmother. There's this tree that was... Built from depression. A depression mm-hmm. tree, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, eventually, the king announces a three-day festival to find his son a bride. She begs to go. Her stepmother sets her a series of impossible tasks yeah. that she has to fulfill to gain permission. She completes all of the tasks with the help of her bird friends. Mm-hmm. Bird friends. But the stepmother still refuses to let her come along. So after everyone else has left, she runs to her mother's grave and wishes for a dress to wear to the ball. And the white bird throws down a dress of silver and gold. She attends the festival and is so dazzling that none of her family recognize her. Okay, so the prince dances with her alone all that night. And he does it the next night and the, the, the last night. But each night she flees before the prince can find out her name. And on the third night, the prince spreads pitch on the staircase. And when Cinderella flees, she loses one of, one of her glass slippers because it's stuck oh, in the pitch on the stairs. Uh, which, if you've wow. ever seen Into the Woods, mm-hmm. yeah. there's a whole song about him spreading pitch on the stairs. Mm-hmm. He's a very bright prince. He's mm-hmm. a prince who prepares. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it gets yeah. stuck in, like, the tar. It gets stuck mm-hmm. in the tar on the stairs. And I was like, this makes more sense to me. Then she just but lost then, her shoe and didn't pick it up. It doesn't like, fit properly. Yeah. I mean, I've had moments where my shoe... My shoes fall off, too, but if you're running, it's easier in shoes. No. I mean, they're made of glass, Well, it depends. Too, they are we made can, of we glass. Can so, I mean, yeah, glass. you can see. I think, I'm some... okay. I think I'm okay. I think there's a lot of stuff in there's there a lot that of I'm stuff. not okay with. Yeah. I'm okay with her losing her slipper. Okay. All right. We're okay with that. Yeah. Um, so he declare he grabs the shoe, declares he's only going to marry the princess or the girl whose whose foot fits the shoe, uh-huh. and the stepmother who wants the girls her daughters to marry well convinces one of them to cut off her toe to make the shoe fit Ooh. when he comes to her house, and the prince is fooled and rides away with the stepsister to make her his bride because apparently he doesn't oh. know the difference between individual women. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> Right? So then the couple rides past the bird, and the bird sings this little ditty about look for the blood in the shoe. And yeah. And so he's like, ew. And he returns to the house again. 
and it's the second sister and the stepmother's like cut off a bit at the heel. And so the same scenario ha- scenario happens again. And then finally he goes back to the house the third time and insists on having Cinderella try on the shoe. And then this time he's like, the shoe fits. And when he actually looks at her, apparently he wasn't looking at any of the other women he intended to marry because they were his true love. When he actually looks at her, he's like, yeah, you're the, you're her. So this time the bird confirms, this is the right one. Good job, dude. And, and then they go on. And on the day of the wedding, the stepsisters attend in order to hopefully gain some advantage and birds peck out their eyes on the steps of the church to punish them. So that's the grim version. And the reason I'm mentioning that when we're, it's mostly the pro that, that Disney follows is that most of the other versions you like a lot of other versions follow the grim or take something from Mm -hmm. the grim. And so it's interesting that Disney just like eliminated so much of that and just took the pro and then eliminated things from the pro too. Like Mm -hmm. just really like there's such a, a very sparse Mm -hmm. storyline in the Disney version. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, In the 1950 cartoon. So a lot of the things are the same in the pro version, except that in this version, the King's son throws the ball himself. Mm -hmm. So the King throwing the ball for his son from the grant is taken from the gram. The, Perot version, though, he throws it himself. And it lasts only two nights. Cinderella dresses her sister's hair, advises them on their clothes, but she doesn't ask to join them. When they leave, she's out in the garden crying. Or she's out crying. She's, mm-hmm. she's crying and her godmother shows up. And her godmother happens to be a fairy. And Cinderella says she wishes she could go too. And her godmother decides to help her. So then all the stuff about the pumpkin and the rest of it, Mm -hmm. the gathering the animals, that's from the pro. Okay. Okay. It's a much more fanciful sort of version. And then the godmother transforms her rags into a fine gown and gives her a pair of glass slippers Mm -hmm. and sends her off to the ball with the admonition to leave before midnight because that's when the enchantments will end. Okay. Okay. And then both nights, it's the same thing. He only has eyes for her. She loses a, she flees at a quarter to 12. Um, On the second night, she loses one of her glass slippers. And the thing is, Perot omits the whole gruesome mutilation stuff. And so basically, thanks, Perot, right? Um, He proceeds directly to Cinderella, getting an opportunity to try on the slipper. And then she further seals the deal by pulling the slippers mate from her pocket and completing the pair. So all that straight from pro. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she marries the king's son. But because of her great kindness, she forgives her sisters and ensures they get advantageous marriages. Wow. So a lot of other versions, you know, the the Into the Woods version uses the grim... um, and Sexton uses the grim. Yeah, it was dark. Yeah. But that was that was the grim version. They were mostly more dark. Pro tends to be a little bit more mm-hmm. on the lighter side. But so they take a lot from the pro piece. But the in that version also, it's still it's the two knights down to one and the prince himself throwing the ball, right? As opposed mm-hmm. to his father. So there's a little bit of agency for the prince. The pro version also makes the the prince isn't such an idiot. I mean, you know, yeah. as he is yeah. in the Grimm, where he's just riding around with women with bleeding feet, who, yeah. you know, probably look very pale and like they're going to faint. Right. Not matter. So, yeah. So I don't think it's a sad story, Maybe. but it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> it's creepy. It's creepy. Like, it's sufficiently, now that I'm going through it again, yeah, has, has creeped me out. Um, and in various ways that I didn't realize before. I can't wait to hear. But, uh, yeah. I mean, you talk about the prince, and you're saying, we were just saying that at least in this version, he's not so, what we were just... Well, in the pro version, he's not such an idiot as he is in the first one. But in the Disney version, they did what they they do in Beauty and the Beast, too. Like, he's, like... It's super creepy. He is so weird in the Disney version. He's so creepy. The the thing is, like, he could be anyone. Like, who is the prince? And and when they were dancing in the Disney version, there there were no facial expressions. (laughs) No. 
they did not animate his face like no. when they were dancing mm. and i feel like the prince is just this stand in kind of it didn't matter who he was yeah. as long as he was this prince sure. like to me he's essentially a cake topper <laughs> ah, yes you know? oh my god i feel like he was like i just watched the modern version the 2015 uh-huh. mm-hmm. And I felt the same way. I don't even think he had a name. If he did, I didn't catch it. He does but in he the was 2015. Just the he doesn't in the 1950. I feel like this happens a lot. The only prince that I remember is like Prince Eric. <laughs> that was the only prince I who remember. Was who was also very similarly dumb. dull and dumb. <laughs> and dumb. We just because decided he just, he's boring. He just he is this prince on vacation. I feel like the only difference between this prince and Prince Eric is that Prince Eric knew how to party on the boat. So well. <laughs> yeah, he didn't button the first couple buttons. Right. That's Prince Eric. <laughs> and th- th- that the boat swag. capsized, right? What is the deal with, like, princes not recognizing who their actual princess is? So, like, Prince Eric was just like, oh, you know, yeah, whatever. This is Ursula with a totally different hair, a whole different gown, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And then this prince just rolls up and he's like, I don't know. Somebody here is my princess. As long as you can put on these weird shoes that are probably very uncomfortable. Right. Uh, I wrote the same thing now. Yeah, right. I I want the shoe. What's Who up with that? I want that shoe. I not want that shoe. Can you no. imagine how much how sweaty it would be? Are there there's, shoals inside? There's no there? cushion. There's it's made no of cushion. Flat. Dr. Scholes. It's going to give no. you some flat feet. Plantar fasciitis. <laughs> are they like just glass? Are they actual glass? They look like glass? Are no. they like jellies? These are they're glass. They're supposed to be glass. They're not jellies. Okay, so the official first question: What are your what is your initial thought? I think we we kind of started there. Creepy is <laughs> uh, one of the first things that came out of your mouth. What are some of the things that you talked about having the opportunity to kind of look back on the story, having a different yeah. feel for it? It's, yeah. it's the, how 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 did you feel? It's yeah. rough in the beginning. I'm I'm mad at both of you. because my uh, i yeah well i knew this existed but there's all this cognitive (laughs) dissonance Uh because i still love it so much (laughs) and i'm like this is magical oh but this is problematic that's what this podcast is for this is for all of us it's a safe space (laughs) you did tell me because we know all the words to kiss the girl but but we're very troubled oh but but is there consent right speak okay that's a different episode episode uh, but yes yes and so I mean I guess what came up from me for me was the dissonance and the yeah. fact that mm-hmm. I loved all the magical moments but at the same time I was like where's your agency and mm-hmm. where is your mama I'm sure y'all talked about this a bunch of times <laughs> with all the movies the recurring is, question and I'm like why why can't she have a mom what's that about well, in the, even in the um 1951 the prince can't either he's got mm. this crazed and terrifying and violent grandbaby obsessed father that is really creepy that is really creepy who threatens people with a sword and almost kills them you know what i'm feeling that vibe from the from the father he's like will you hurry up and just pick one right he was all about just getting him married up that was interesting the Mm -hmm. the father's role the Mm -hmm. king's role but prince eric's um his state was similar too right yeah it was like you have been gallivanting around. Look, the sun is setting on your mm-hmm. time. I need you to, to deliver. Yeah. Like, it's time for you to deliver or something because mm-hmm. you've been out here in these streets a little too long. So they're essentially both cake toppers. They're, yeah. they're mm-hmm. just these sort of pawns yeah. in this, like, baby-making, you know, scandal. Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Dynasty, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> exactly. we got to throw Prince Charming in there, too, right? Yeah, Prince Charming. Prince Charming. Yeah, so that so I just that came up for me the where's your mom and it's interesting because I was especially in the modern version because I because I just mm-hmm. watched it the 2015 version it's interesting to hear you talk about the cat skill version on the cat, cat skin, skin yeah cat skill cat skin I'm gonna go there it's uncomfortable but do it because yeah how sufficiently creepy that was mm-hmm. but also how. The current version is the complete opposite, but just as creepy. Mm-hmm. I, there, there's this like fixation, this like mm-hmm. daddy daughter fixation that kind of brings up a lot of like the father daughter dance stuff mm-hmm. and like purity, purity ring ceremonies. Yeah. And I'm like, that. what is this? Because I mean, it's great. I'm glad the, that there's a good relationship there, but how 
that played out was just yeah. like, oh, what is this? And why does it have to be yeah. so? And so there was Ooh. that. So I think in their attempt to be like, we're going to do the opposite, it still played out in some really uh, weird ways for me. Um, let's see. And then she loses the father, too. I don't think they can have any parents, y'all. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's a thing. They, yeah. It's but orphan yeah. them. Send them off. Well, that leaves them vulnerable, right? Mm-hmm. Leaves them more vulnerable and uh, more susceptible mm-hmm. <laughs> to think that it's okay to get in relationships with people that they barely met. Yeah. I don't know. It's not like something, it's, that's not something that your parent would be like, yeah, you met him once. Go for it. I mean, maybe because he's the prince, but. They are super vulnerable. You know, they are very, yeah. very vulnerable. It's what leads them to, there are occasionally fathers that are still alive, but fathers aren't seen as particularly invested in their kids. Or they're imbecile. Yeah. Right? Or they're, they, they're, they're imbecile. It's not necessarily like, you know, when I think of Belle's father from Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Oh, Maurice. 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 Maurice loves his daughter. Maurice also probably cannot tie his shoes. Yeah, Maurice. He's an inventor. (laughs) (laughs) That that is their way. Yeah. So when you mentioned Catskin again, that reminded me. He goes after the daughter because she's the only woman in the in the kingdom who's as beautiful as her mother was. Oh, that's so disgusting, Shannon. So when you talk about that, like. The mm-hmm. father was so miserable. He's got that. Like, I don't want to make every father daughter. I loved my daddy. Like, he's yeah. my best friend. But right. but okay. there's this, those, that kind of like, <laughs> you look like your mother. And like, there was a weird vibe. It was creepy. It was you were creepy. right. It, and, it, and it translated into the 2015 version. Yeah. I don't know. I was just like, what mm-hmm. is this? What is this here? And why are we fixated on it? God. Um. It seems that that is the only relationship that is allowed mm-hmm. for Cinderella. Mm-hmm. That and any other relationships are between her and animals, mm-hmm. which I would like to say I wholeheartedly approve of. <laughs> but also, why? Why can't Cinderella have a friend? Mm-hmm. And why can't any of Cinderella's friends be women? Because I'm noticing mm-hmm. within yeah. Disney that there really aren't strong friendships between women. Yeah. Like, Not I'm really Frozen. trying to figure out. And, and like, even, even that, Frozen, that's... it's like she's in the room and she's like, come play with me. And yeah. she's like, leave me alone. I mean, think about Moana, right? When we're, when we're looking at, like, the moment where Moana basically gives this, the, I think it's a goddess back her heart. Gives it, you know. Oh, yeah. Like, that would, I, okay, I cried. We're that not talking amazing. about Moana right now, but. I cried, ugly cried, okay, (laughs) because of the fact that I didn't realize I was so deprived of seeing that in a Disney film. Yes. Like the power of just, and we saw that with Maleficent, right? We saw this like radical love fest between women that Mm -hmm. did not need to be validated by the male gaze. And that was something that was so strong for me. Like it, it was, but you also, on the flip side of that, is that you saw the violence, right? Mm-hmm. With Maleficent, the scene in Maleficent where they were basically tearing her body pieces apart, apart oh, yeah. right? Oh, that was yeah. that was real for me. That when was, they that did was that so in the violent. Way, he, that was. Oh. Violating the advocate in me was like, oh no, oh whoa, oh my damn, right. And also with with Moana in the same way. So it's this idea of, you know, the price that you pay for that type of love mm-hmm. is extreme violence. Mm-hmm. And I think I I think that I think Ooh. that it's a fear. You know, and I think yeah. we see in these early cartoons, even when there's talk- no like there's only antipathy between the women. We oh, said yeah. that in The Little Mermaid. Yeah, yeah. They have to hate each other. They have to hate each other. And the stepsisters are, oh, I mean, oh. ever since the Disney version, I remember being so scared at that dynamic and mm-hmm. how they ripped apart her dress. It's yes. terrifying it was when they terrifying. rip apart her dress. It was. It's it was absolutely terrifying. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Again. And let's also be clear. The stepmother loved neither of them. No, no. And she the didn't sisters care about did them. not love each other. No, there's no, no women are allowed to love each other here. Right. Yeah, and right. I noticed that it the the film the 2015 version passed the Bechtel Bechdel test, but in a really mm-hmm. sad way because they were talking to each other, but what they were saying was 
you're not allowed to eat. Yeah. And you mm. can't come with us to the ball. Yeah. And yeah. you, you know, you can't sleep here amongst us because you're a servant. And so. So the Bechdel test is, is basically when you watch a movie or a TV show or something, you have two women in a scene who are not talking about a man. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to mm-hmm. be a sign that you have female characters who are well-developed. Mm-hmm. And in this case. Yeah. No, no, it doesn't. I think. And there are variants of the Bechdel test yeah, now. Yeah. And so. I think that people have realized, like, okay, well, there are two women talking to each other in a scene, and perhaps it's not about a man, but it's it's really violent and yeah. it's problematic. And so now I think we need to kind of upgrade mm-hmm. to make sure that what what the content is, what are they talking about? Maybe it's not about a man, but is it rooted in in patriarchy? Because it still Misogyny. could be, and it is right. The yeah. original one of the original, well, in the Disney tale, right? We know that the stepmother does not like Cinderella because she's beautiful. Like, that's it. You were just mm. born pretty. Don't like that. And it's, there's this, like, Hitchcock kind of vibe to the dark shadows around yeah. the stepmother. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's, it's, like, just she this oppressive darkness. And she just floats out through, of it. Yeah, fl- through. In a really um, eerie yes. way. She was always the one. Maleficent, I never, I, she wasn't I, scary. She wasn't scary to me. Like there were moments. Yeah. Right? Like in the same way that they did Ursula, they worked to really make Maleficent like mm-hmm. very like. Don't even get me started. I've already mentioned about yeah. the darkened skin and all that. Yeah. But also, like they made a really big effort to make her presence just like so pronounced and so yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, right? definitely. Um, but I felt more fear for Cinder. From Cinderella's stepmother yeah. than I've ever felt from Maleficent. Yeah, wow. I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, what's her story, right? Because in the Disney yeah. version, we got a very, you know, short snapshot of, you know, she just showed up and she was a widow she was a with widow. two daughters. But here in the 2015 version, she has a small monologue at yeah. the end of the film yeah. where she was like, "I lost everything. I lost the light in my life." And she has there's a little window into her story. Doesn't mean it was okay what she did, though. And well, and it's also was. a very strange. It's a window into a very strange story. Mm-hmm. So, she married the love of her life. She had two beautiful daughters. Mm-hmm. He died, mm-hmm. and then she hates everyone. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. why is that Ella's fault? Yeah, like it's, mm. it's still her story is still rooted in. Her happiness was wrapped up in some guy. Right? Yeah. And she even says, like, I had children for him. Yeah. And so once he passed, she had no need for these children She was anymore. stuck with these kids, mm-hmm. and she had to marry somebody to take care of them, and then she wasn't the center of his world, this other girl was. How sad. Cinderella it's is so sad. sad. This is a sorrowful story. Mm-hmm. It is wow. a sorrowful story. But... Um, yeah, the only relationships that Cinderella is allowed is with the animals and the only mother she, so this story is different than other Disney stories in that she is allowed a mother in the form of a fairy Mm. godmother, Mm -hmm. but it is only through magic that she is allowed Mm -hmm. this figure in her life, which Mm -hmm. I find really interesting. And it's actually only through magic that she's allowed these animal friends too, because Mm -hmm. they're sewing and cooking and doing things animals don't generally do. Uh-oh. I had this moment watching rewatching the 1950 version where I was like, what is this colonial thing that's mm-hmm. happening with Cinderella and the mm-hmm. mice and mm-hmm. the birds? And also don't those headscarves on the birds mm-hmm. throw off like their oh. the aerodynamic whatever of their flights? <laughs> like that is that can't be good for wind resistance. But <laughs> But also, she takes these mice, she dresses them in Western clothes and gives them hats and shoes and names them. They are (laughs) good job. They are so grateful to her that they cook and clean and do all of these things. And then when the fairy godmother comes in, they have no personhood or agency where you would ask them. Do you want to be transformed into the horse for the night? Yeah. They're just so grateful <laughs> to serve. Oh my goodness, that is so true. This is actually, all, but these are all the underlying themes of so many without, of the other yes. stories that we've already this is interrogated. Disney. This is the Disney formula, I think, and and you know that's the that's the purpose, right? For us to kind of 
dive deeper into what the Disney formula looks like and just how problematic Mm -hmm. it actually is and like how many times they use very different vehicles to retail and instill these value systems around um, space, around power, around class, Mm -hmm. around ability, and so on and so forth, right? Hi, this is Shannon. We're taking a break right now so I can tell you a little about the program bringing this podcast to you. Once Upon a Patriarchy is the first in what we hope will be a series of podcasts produced through the graduate program in writing and digital communication at Agnes Scott College. Podcasts in this series advance our vision of cultivating just and inclusive community and promoting respectful dialogue across difference through digital communication. As the faculty director of the program, I'd like to personally invite you to refresh your thinking and career with a master's degree or graduate certificate at the place where liberal arts and professional programs meet. Develop content for the web and social media, and prepare yourself for whatever comes after through digging deep into the history, theory, and cultural impact of the mediums you're working in. Build your writing and technical skills and curate your digital portfolio. Take classes at night or on weekends in person in Decatur, Georgia. Our faculty care about getting to know you and making sure your education helps you meet your goals. For real, I'm one of them. I care. We even have a full-time career coach who can help you strategize your next steps. Visit agnesscott.edu slash graduate programs to request information. Now, back to the show. What was interesting about the modern version that you you reminding me is that when we think about race, right? Mm-hmm. So most of the, pretty much everyone, there was no diversity. And there was no mm-hmm. diversity really in this one either. But when we got to the ball, mm-hmm. they were people of color. Ooh, coming out of woodwork. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Well, they're at least they're at the ball. But it's really interesting to think about, like, I, I remember waiting like my whole life for Disney to drop a, you know, mm-hmm. like a Tiana. And I was like, oh, yay, finally. And, you know, there was a, now, my favorite version of Cinderella involved Brandy Norwood. Yeah. Oh, yes. And Mm -hmm. Whitney Houston. The Rogers Hammerstein Hammerstein version. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that was my favorite. That's my, still problematic, but very much my favorite and very Mm -hmm. close to what I would say it could be a retelling from my perspective. We'll get to that a little later. Yeah. We could think about it, right? They often say she was the fairest of them all. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that language? Well, that, no, that was Snow White. Oh. But still, specifically you know, Snow White? Specifically Snow White is I the mean, fairest of them all. I mean, her name was Snow Damn White. Yeah. Well, her name was Snow White, yeah. But, I mean, it's it's they did that with Cinderella. She is, I looked at the skin tones, because mm-hmm. I was thinking about this conversation we've been having about mm-hmm. darkening the skin tones of villains. And both this, like the stepmother and the two stepsisters, all have darker skin. Cast in shadows often. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and like just darker skin mm-hmm. than Cinderella. Cinderella is the palest of them all in this movie. Yeah. I mean, that's true. They're continuing. And this one wasn't that long was after purple. Snow White. Snow White was uh-huh. in the 40s, I think. And the stepmother's eyes, can we just talk about? She has the eyes of a shark. Okay. Just dead and just ready scary. to destroy. Yeah. Like, she was Cruella, you know. She was Cruella. Yeah. Well, and there was, one of the things that I noticed at the ball in particular was there's one primary woman of color, and she's the princess that he has Mm -hmm. no interest in Mm -hmm. and walks away from and is terribly rude to, and we're supposed to feel like that's okay because she made a belittling remark about his country. But so far as she knows, she's about to be married off to this stranger who doesn't even want to meet her eyes. So you know what? If she's feeling a little bit like, yeah, your little kingdom, great. And but, the, who blames her? But I think that that also speaks to the fact that he probably doesn't want a woman who thinks. Mm. <laughs> I was going to say. He wants to be brave and be kind. And, and does, he didn't want the that princess that you were referencing, but does he even want Cinderella? Because right. it's like, do you know her? Now, in the versions you talked about where there was a three-night ball, you then at least they got see. to chat a little bit. Yeah, like they they did some chatting, but in the the Disney nineteen fifty version, I don't even did they speak at all. I'm not sure. I think they That's sung a, a little question. bit. I think the only time no the the singing is in their heads. Oh, they were oh, so they're not they speaking. Talk. 
They just dance silently, creepily <laughs> staring into each other's eyes. And then at the end, they have a, exchange a couple of words, but she basically is like, I've got to go. And he's like, wait. And they're singing about in their heads about being in love before they've like, maybe he said, may I have the stance? Maybe. If this was like 2002 in college, that would that would have been a hookup. And then they would have just gone on with the rest <laughs> of their life. So I think, you know, I think there's just so much pressure <laughs> put on them in that moment. Like now, you know, Tiffany, I never really thought about, did he actually want to be attached? Yeah. yeah. Or, really or did smart. he just receive his marching orders and he just did as? He had some chemistry. There was some chemistry there. I mean, she and was now they're married. Grateful to be there. She was so excited to be there. Right. She was mostly silent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is a, a key, a key thing. Mm-hmm. Girls shouldn't talk much. They can sing right. on occasion. Quite beautiful. Can be led very well in dance. Mm-hmm. Um, and she knows when to leave. So, <laughs> Dang. Before midnight. <laughs> so I feel like he was like, yeah, it's probably. The best. I mean, the fact that he had to do a search because mm-hmm. he could not remember what she looked like. And he went to every house. The proclamation is from the king. And it says oh, wow. he will propose to to whoever that that slipper fits. Oh, my God. Mm. So that I mean, the 1950 king scared the crap out of me he's chasing the grand duke around with a sword threatening his life because he lost uh, the girl left the grand duke is so afraid of him that he sends uh, like horsemen chasing her down as though she's a criminal or piece of property right and then he's terrified every time he interacts with the king who's like bright red Mm-hmm. with I, rage and running around angry. with weapons like quite i never understood that scene angry. that's supposed to be funny but he's mm-hmm. got a sword like it's it's not actually funny mm-hmm. and then he puts this pronouncement out which basically is like his son has to marry whoever well that's that true is. i mean that in itself is problematic because i mean the ball in itself shouldn't have even been a thing yeah because basically it's like if you are single mm-hmm. right then you have to be at this thing. Yep. You don't have any choice. There's no agency there. You have to go. And then like a buffet, <laughs> the prince gets to choose who he'd like to marry. And for so a second, like, I thought you said uh, you were saying there was a buffet. And I was like, oh, I'd go. Like, oh, <laughs> but no, like well, a buffet. Well, a that's collection different. of assorted meats there. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I totally want to try that <laughs> catering. So I'm, I'm royal hungry. catering, you know it. Royal That's catering. a whole different conversation. What were they eating? Was somewhere else. I was like, man, what do the royals eat? And do they really get down with the get down? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I often wondered if the king wanted Cinderella or wanted the opportunity to be in, like, to be in his son's shoes. Damn. He lived vicariously through uh-huh. Prince No Name. Have the prince... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have Prince No Name get married and then have a young woman around the house. woman around who's biddable and mm-hmm. has no people. This mm-hmm. is so, uh, this is really creeping me out. So the cycle this is sounds like how to catch a predator. Yeah. Actually. Oh. Mm-hmm. So the cycle is marry. Okay. Produce. Mm-hmm. The mother sh- needs to, to pass away. The mother needs to die. Yeah. And then should they the the children marry produce the mother needs to die. Mm-hmm. This is the, the so we're the killing intro. daughters, right? So we're essentially we're killing women, yeah. or we are removing women from the situation, yeah, the from the situation, and we are just and we're just refilling these spaces mm-hmm. with yeah. other women mm-hmm. who will eventually also fall off a cliff into nothingness. Is that yeah? I think the one thing about Cinderella that stands out that you don't really see in every um, Disney movie is this like emphasis or this really what rise to the top is like po- the poverty, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Poverty. This is a, ra- a quintessential rags to riches story. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Princess Jasmine, for example, I mean, she was already a princess. She yep. lived in a palace. She was chilling. Um, but they really, really wanted to drive home this idea of like, now you are poor. Now you have cinders on you. We're going to laugh at you because you are, I mean, but essentially they all were right mm-hmm. because they all didn't have money. Right. But they wanted a place that 
identity on one specific person in the family mm-hmm. so that they could say, you know, we're not poor, she is, or we are poor because of her. Mm-hmm. And that became a thing. And so I just, I really, that stood out to me this last time, mm-hmm. um, especially since the stepmother was, I don't care who he is as long as he's rich, we're yeah. going to this ball. So he yeah. can be wealthy again. Or when the father passed away, the messenger came, mm-hmm. the first thing out mm-hmm. of her mouth is, how will we live? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so just found that interesting. Mm-hmm. So one of the reasons that that so many fairy tales have dead mothers is because women died in childbirth mm-hmm. so frequently. Mm-hmm. And stepmothers, I mean, there was there was material reason for there to be an antagonistic relationship between a woman who had two daughters right. who married a man who already had a daughter. There are no sons, so there's no right. one to like inherit and take care of them. There's just a lot of dowries. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's a lot of competition. And again, there's a lot of dead mothers because there were a lot of dead mothers. So that's another thing that I think is really interesting because that's something that would be a really compelling thing to explore mm-hmm. in a contemporary mm-hmm. retelling. And right. they don't like, but that's something that's never brought up in any of these retellings. It's something that's just like, if, you, if you're going to try and make it more realistic, then why on earth is Cinderella's mother dying of some mysterious cough? You know, like <laughs> Belle's mother died, like in the in the 2015, 2017 like versions of plague, these, like, right. she dies of a plague and things like that. The reality is the mothers are not in these um, stories because they died in childbirth. So... Tiffany, what are some things that come up for you? Um, And I think we've dived into it a little bit. But as it relates to the work that you do every day, right? Yeah. And the the Mm. unseating of various forms of oppression that you do um, all day, every day in your life, living your life. Mm. What are some of the themes that come up for you when going back through Cinderella that you can connect directly to your activism where where you were like, see, this is why I'm doing this because of this <laughs> BS right here. Well, I, th- you know, I think it all connects. I think because of what I do, it's my work is intersectional. Mm-hmm. So, Say it again. Say uh, it again. You know, I do social justice work, mm-hmm. diversity and inclusion, all of that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, you know, socioeconomic status Gender, women shall not be buffets. Mm. There you go. Uh, you know, I'm looking at the intersections of identity. Where are the people of color? Um, you know, are these, what, what bodies are shown? What do they look like? That's right. I mean, this is kind of the curse, you know, double-edged sword of mm-hmm. every piece of media that I have to digest now is, you know, broken apart in that way. Yeah, so what you're saying is you enjoy nothing now. Uh, Unfortunately, yes, yes. This is my life. (laughs) Nothing is safe anymore. Know the feeling. That's right. Um, Especially now we dive into the classics. We dive into, like, Disney movies, but also some of the songs that, you know, I grew up listening to. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what was this? Why? So nothing is safe anymore. You ever caught yourself singing the song and you were like, dang. Why am I singing this? This is horrible. Yeah. Many times. Yeah. But we're all consumers. And so, you know, I remind myself that some consumption needs to happen. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I need to step aside and say, well, this is also magical. And that dress is beautiful. Mm -hmm. And vice the gus gus is adorable mm-hmm. and yeah, allow myself to have that magical moment yeah mm-hmm. um because otherwise i'd be pretty sad if i you know took a moment to you know but i do i do everything is everything's problematic yeah 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 so yes um i do not subscribe to the disney trope uh, <laughs> that is on record yeah, <laughs> um, but I do take time to um, revel in the magic of you know my youth. Mm. Look like at that! that. I, I like that. that. Wanda, so what? Oh no, go ahead. What do you? How is this intersecting with your work? What did it make you think about? With- oh gosh, everything. Um, there's just a, a large amount of ex- of accepted abuse, and I think it's interesting too. Like as someone who has reconnected with the story, 
growing up, I didn't, I, I knew that she was not treated fairly, mm-hmm. but I had a certain idea of what abuse looked like mm-hmm. and it wasn't physical. Like for me, it didn't get physical in a 1950s cartoon until they tore her dress. Oh. Right. They were just mean sisters. Like I also grew up with sisters who I was a baby of um, <laughs> two older sisters, three older sisters, two of them who lived in the house with me. And they would do stuff like, you know, turn all the lights off and make me think that I was blind. And was like, <laughs> oh, you're blind. Everybody else can see. Why can't you see? And I'm like, I'm blind. Oh, my gosh. Or I was yeah, adopted. totally a sibling thing to right, do. <laughs> right. So, or that I was adopted. And, you know, it's like they told me that the midwife on my birth certificate was my real mom. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I totally did that. To I did brother. that to my father. <laughs> Y'all, y'all are horrible. I did it to my brother. Why would you do that? Anyway. To see if you could get he was him very to believe upset. it. He like, believed it. So, yeah. So, <laughs> I think for me, like, the the varying levels of abuse within the household yeah. um, and how, I think for me, I reconnected with the fact that Cinderella was could not possibly have been as happy Mm-hmm. You know, like this. This was someone who think about the tra- the trauma, yeah, of losing like a family member who, even though, like the other fathers, probably you know was kind but not quite something, right? Yeah. Because I judge you, Daddy, because you brought her in the house. Yeah. So some was off, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there was something there, right? And but your only ally in the house now is gone. Um. And you, from a child to uh, an older woman, grew up in this household of um, of abuse, of constant, mm-hmm. like, being, my gosh, right? And so it was interesting to me to, to it was weird to see this adjusted, like, seemingly, like, I still believe and I am still grateful and I was like, no, you, first of all, they're in your house. Like, yeah. this is your house. Why are we, you know, I, I just, I yeah. couldn't, that was something that was, uh, that was difficult for me. I think the, the revelation, like I said earlier, how much the stepmother did not love anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm always, uh, just like you, Tiffany, I'm, I'm a fan of the backstory, right? Like, who hurt you, right, yeah. mm. is the question that I have for Ursula. It's the question that I have here as well. Like, who hurt you? How did you How did you get this way? And and it, it does, you know, this whole trope of hurt people hurt people, right? Mm. Um, but, again, that doesn't make it right. Um, and how much of the relationship that was also unhealthy between the mother and the I mean, she was a bully to her daughters, mm-hmm. right, which caused them to work to not get bullied as much as the other is created this weird competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only scapegoat from the abuse was Cinderella. Mm-hmm. So how that dynamic was built was something yeah. that I never really paid attention to yep. um, before. And I honestly feel like her jumping from that household to the kingdom was weird I always thought it was weird. I was like, "You gonna leave your bed to go somewhere you ain't never slept before?" Yeah, I, exactly. you know, as a as a mm-hmm. kid, I was like, "This doesn't make sense to me." Like, you ain't taking nothing with you, or yeah. you know, like I think that that was something that was just this. You you're dropping your life, and and I'm not saying that she had the best life, right? I'm mm-hmm. not saying it was like dope, like mm-hmm. she wasn't like flying to you know, yeah, no, she had a crappy bed and life, like that. but it was still her life. But it was her life, and mm-hmm. it was this. Just understanding that your life stops here. It's just, you drop it. Mm-hmm. And then you go pick up someone else's. I think those are some of the more common things mm. that I was like, dang, this is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. like, what, what about the mice? Did they stay behind? I was wondering. You taking Gus Gus with you? How, they, how, how are they going to, for me, I was like, this ain't Gus Gus home. No. Like, what are we going to do? And, I, you know, and, and I, uh, they're not going to be safe in the palace. No, no, they're going to end up in a trap. Mm. Did she even care about them now? Now I'm they're just not, second guessing in everything. the 2015, <laughs> in the first one, in the 1950, 
they they're went there, there and they have the on wedding. little door like dormouse door doorman mouse, doorman mouse <laughs> outfits and <laughs> are they opening small doors? And they, <laughs> you know, and they're like throwing cheese or confetti or something at her. Well, they're happy. This is what you call right? a come up. And then, but in the twenty fifteen one, I don't know. <laughs> I would not throw cheese away. I would eat the they cheese. They can, though. They can afford They to. can afford. That's that's conspicuous consumption. Throwing away cheese. I made, it might have been confetti, and I was just no, talking cheese. about cheese. It's probably so. cheese. But it seemed like it might be cheese. It was probably it was cheese. probably cheese. Yeah. When you got enough cheese you can throw away, you have come up. So, what would your version of Cinderella look like, My Tiffany that is me. My version of Cinderella, I haven't quite thought this out, but I think that if I had to, it would be one in which all of the othered identities are centered, the yeah. ones that don't exist. So Cinderella, and that probably won't be her name, but for now, Cinderella would be a queer woman of color. Mm-hmm. She would be working class. She would love it. She's an artist. Mm-hmm. She, her mom's alive. Her mm-hmm. mom is chilling. Maybe she cares for her mother. She's a caretaker. Mm-hmm. She cares for her mother. Her mother's not well because she doesn't have free health care. Mm-hmm. I love this. She, she's an artist. So one day she sells a painting to another beautiful woman. And that's how they meet. Mm-hmm. And they live happily ever after in Converse. I love it. I love it. <laughs> or Tim's for my New York folk. Yes. Oh. I love it. Come on. I love that so much. I love it. Oh, That's dope. That is fabulous. That is dope. I like that. Oh. I like that. It is. There's still room for growth, right? How do we get free health care for mama? Um. I like the fact that Cinderella is a creative because she is like somebody who spent their whole life dressing up and sewing clothes for rats, y'all. She's a creative. She's right? definitely something. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I like that her name won't be Cinderella. Mm-hmm. I actually that was something very. I was like, I don't like that name. Yeah, no, I don't like it. It was an insult, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just it's not her actual name. Her no, name what, is what Ella. Is, yeah. What's her name? Uh, Let's name generally her. it's it's Ella. It's Ella, right? Yeah. But in it's hard to know cuz they they basically say they called her Cinderella mm-hmm. because of the cinders. Because of the cinders are supposed to fire. Yeah. Shannon, what about you? You know I'm all about the side characters. I know. That's who That's I'm, I'm ex- interested in. I'm excited to hear. That's what I want to know the captain's story from the 2015 version. Oh, okay. I want to okay. know. So, he is the only man of color at that rank. It mm-hmm. seems like he has the ear of the prince and the king, mm-hmm. and he like the grand duke's willing to tell him his like evil plots, and he tries to protect the prince but he doesn't tell him the truth what does the grand duke have over him mm. what's he trying to protect mm, i think he that's has a secrets. really good point i think that there's like i want to know what or who he is trying to protect that he didn't tell the prince that the grand duke was like had already promised him in marriage to somebody else like mm. which why does the grand duke think he has the right to do that mm-hmm. also so they were like, yeah. I want to know what's going on in terms of those palace machinations, but mm-hmm. I'm particularly interested in the figure of the captain because he was he was kind and he seemed very sensible, mm-hmm. but he also seemed trapped. Right. And, and I want to know, I want him to have a happy ending. Like, I mean, I'm assuming mm-hmm. getting rid of the Grand Duke created some happiness for mm-hmm. him, Like, but, but like, what was that situation? What is his story? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I found him very interesting. From the 1950 version, there's not really anyone that I am, like, that story is so there. Mm-hmm. It's so stripped. Like, I was looking at it and I was like, wow, they really just took the elements of the fairy tale. They cut it down to one 
one night instead of two right. and filled in all of the remaining time with the the mice running around playing with the cat. I think that's pretty reflective of just how varied our conversation has been tonight. Yeah. Because it was easier, I think, for us to compare this to other stories yeah. within the franchise mm-hmm. um, because there was just not a lot here. Yeah, it was a honest. skeleton. It was kind of rough. Like, how yeah. could I? The only way that we could sift through it is by bringing in other. Yeah, because we've talked about Beauty and the Beast, right. Moana. We've talked mm-hmm. about Frozen. But I think, talked, yeah, I, I, I think Snow that White. goes back when you look at Snow White, you look at Sleeping Beauty, you look at Cinderella. These yeah. are all very similarly structured. Mm-hmm. The no facial, like mm-hmm. no type of emotion. Like these are stock They're baby characters. Faces. They're okay. almost. Stoppers. Almost like the men are almost identical to each other. They're interchangeable. I think that starting with stories like um, The Little Mermaid and others like that, like the the 90s version Mm -hmm. of, you know, late 80s, early 90s of Disney, um, it's very different, Mm -hmm. very different of how emotions get expressed. If they get expressed, what is... um, What's allowed? Like mm-hmm. I think for me, like I we Cinderella cried a lot, Cinderella sang a bit, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily consider her to be an expressive character. Yeah. Like I just never knew what she was thinking because yeah. I don't think she was thinking. She's yeah. a flat character. Yeah. yeah. I just don't think she was thinking. And I think that that is something that we can see. It's um, it, it is the progression of femininity, Disney's version of femininity mm-hmm. that we see. Yeah. Um, and we could argue that you know, we're at Moana. I think she was maybe one of the last, like, can't remember, but, you know, is Mo- would Moana be characterized as, like, the most full character, mm. right? If we're just go- going chronologically. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. is this the best that they can do? They're trying. Yeah. But generally it feels like what's possible is not the bar. What What they've done before is the bar. And so right. by that bar... There's they're doing amazing things, mm-hmm. right? There's an improvement. But if you look at what's possible and what they're doing, then that's a totally different framework. Mm. And they're not doing amazing things at all. They're doing really pretty predictable things that the bare minimum to be recognizable and identifiable with kids today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would your retelling? Um, my retelling would be completely different. Mm. Um, I First of all, Cinderella would be a woman of wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would be like MTV Sweet 16. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I love it. And so I think that it's more like, hey, yo, I'm having this. Um, Sweet 16 MTV is coming. Um, everybody's invited. Um, both parents are alive. Somebody did something in stock. Somebody invented like <laughs> coffee lids or soup coolers or something, right? Soup coolers. And so we're all, we're good, right? We're all right. good. Um, we also give back to our community. Uh, we also have a lot of nonprofits. We're also, you know, huge philanthropists. But tonight is the night I get my Ferrari. And so I need everybody there. Uh, We're going to have like different types of forms of entertainment. There may be some sipping strokes, not Mm -hmm. alcoholic sips. Uh, There may be (laughs) some (laughs) concerts, right? Somebody's coming out on stage and so many different things. And and, and it's a party. Like for me, when I think of the best, like I just want people to, I want stories where folks enjoy Right. I want to know who Cinderella is, who's on the list, who's not on the list mm-hmm. and why. Like, what is your hood like um, <laughs> and who can't come? And what is your friend group like? I want her to have friends. I want mm. her to have a girl gang. Oh, um, yeah. What does her social media look like? Yes. What is your Ooh, social media? How many followers like? does she have? Yes. Yeah. Like those are the, the that's what we I want to see. To- do that. At I some just point. thought of it. I yeah. <laughs> that that's what I like. I want life. I feel like she is just such a dead character. I feel like she's a prop, and she could literally be a scarecrow with a functioning reproductive system, and she'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Like, and I just I want more for her. I want her to be the the maestro of her own like night because mm-hmm. this was a 
the thing about Cinderella for me is like this was her night, right? This was her coming out party, so to speak, whatever, right? Her had to be taught. Was her night, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was her night, and but it was so controlled, yeah, yeah, and so just constricted. And I wanted to be, I just wanted to be an all-out bash, and so, um, and I think if she meets somebody there, okay, cool, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just not. Maybe mm-hmm. they'll go on a date. Maybe yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll actually have a conversation. <laughs> yeah, maybe they will. So your 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 Cinderella yeah. has a voice. Yeah, and your Cinderella and is bank just account. Whoa, she's she's the one throwing the ball. Yeah, yes, yeah. I like that. She makes money moves. Hey. I like that a lot. <laughs> I think one of the reasons why most of my retellings always focus on the the side characters is because I have zero interest in the marriage plot. Yeah, and the romance thing doesn't do it for me. So I just I don't. So I really appreciate the the party Mm -hmm. that doesn't have a like true love at the end. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and, you know, for me, it's like I'm not. I feel like that there's just so much. There's just so much restriction on who Cinderella has to like who fits Mm -hmm. into this. Mm-hmm. This category of available partners. It's like, mm-hmm. no, like, Cinderella, live your life. Do you, girl? Live your life, hon. Live your you life and do. You don't need that guy. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I like meeting the artist lady and, or no, meeting the patron of the arts. Oh, Ooh. yes. Yeah. She attended the gallery. Like, now we have a gallery. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Now we have a gallery. Yeah, we just upgraded. I okay. like it. I like so, it. We trying to make things happen in lower, yeah. low east side Manhattan. <laughs> I really love it. <laughs> I love it in New York. I love it. So many of these retellings, like I want them produced in some, like I want to yeah. see these oh versions my gosh, of should. these stories. Ella. We could make her Ella. I like yeah. Ella. We can make I her Ella. Ella. I could deal with that. I like that. And I think that she is, yeah, I think she's dope. I think that she's mm-hmm. not defined by anybody. I think she has her own and you know she's young of course they're mm-hmm. all young because they have to be young in order to be convinced to mm-hmm. spend their lives mm-hmm. taking care of men that they don't that mm-hmm. they don't know um but i think she's young i think she's smart i think she is yara shahidi right mm-hmm. to me in my head that's my cinderella yara mm-hmm. shahidi so she has a degree and, you know, we need a retelling way. where things are recentered and you know, all these identities that are marginalized are highlighted and uplifted, mm-hmm. and, you know, because that's what I care about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's why the interest in the side characters and the back characters and the vi- villains are just so interesting, because I think that, I mean, at least for me, I think I identified more with some of those folks. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what are you doing back there? Right. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. oh, you're a surfer. I, I was a surfer for years, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. It's a... It's a different kind of story yeah. than the princess and the prince are so often the most uninteresting characters that we have to take them and completely transform them to make them interesting. Right. Right. And we can. We can completely transform them into interesting people. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. as drawn, they're the ones who aren't going to do anything that surprises you. Mm-hmm. I think they Bland. just they yeah. do a disservice because what we often see in these spaces are folks who are propped up by people and systems that take care of them, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't get the story mm-hmm. of the folks who actually make life easy yeah. for these folks, right? Especially when we're talking about specifically like the prince and Cinderella once she gets on, right? Mm-hmm. Once she once she um once she acquires wealth through marriage, right, or association with the prince, it is this idea of everybody's focusing on uh, the life of these people who actually mm-hmm. don't do much, right? Mm-hmm. They don't do anything but wait until people tell them to do stuff or people do stuff for them and make them more mm-hmm. presentable and prop them up. And, you know, honestly, like the reality of it is. I don't want a story where I hear, I keep hearing about how the one percent lives, because mm-hmm. that's that's just not my life. That's just not my um, that's just not my my lived experience. I I want to know how 
how how things are are mm-hmm. how do people get up every day to and like mm-hmm. do you really want to be there like yeah are you protesting on the weekend like what, yeah. you know like what are we doing <laughs> yeah. like how how we yeah. how we how are we doing the work of kind of flattening out these hierarchies and things like that and so I don't think I, you'll ever get this story from the main characters I think you're going to get it from other people who are minimized right these are the people who are drawn in the crowd at, at the end of mm-hmm. the fairy tale when they do that long pan out and then they just become faceless people mm-hmm. you know like that's who I'm interested in knowing more about mm-hmm. yeah so uh Tiffany are there places people could find you on social media or anything like that that you would like to share yes you can go to the asc diversity page uh, agnes scott college diversity we're on facebook instagram and soon to be snapchat we also tweet and i am working on some things a blog so when that's ready i will let you all know how to find me thank you so much again and uh we will check you guys next time Uh, next episode so once again i am wanda swan i am shannon palma and this is once Once upon Upon a patriarchy. patriarchy